And that's when she said, I could see the head. And I was like, what color is the hair? <laughs> no, let's make it a surprise. And then uh, the rest of the body was kind of like, bloop, 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 like a little fishy just floating down the stream. <laughs> the rest of him came out. And he came on my breast to skin contact I had heard was so important. And I was just like stunned and in awe to see this little being. I was like, hello, little creature. So beautiful. Welcome to this episode of the Positive Burst Her podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. I'm a healthcare entrepreneur and also a very proud mother to three beautiful children. I am absolutely passionate about childbirth and childbirth preparation. For me, being a midwife is more a way of living than a regular job. My aim is that the episodes in this podcast will empower women in having positive images about birth so that you can tap into the superpower that resides in all of us and draw strength from that during birth. In this very episode, we will hear Shane telling us her birth story. It's a story filled with energy and happiness, about owning the pain instead of fighting it, and about motherhood being so much easier and more joyful than she had anticipated. This is a podcast with women for women. So Shane, welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. You're going to share the birth of your son with us today. Mm? And I'm also extra happy because you're from California and California has this special place in my heart since I lived in Palo Alto for a year as an exchange student. (laughs) How cool. (laughs) So what were your views on childbirth prior to becoming pregnant? Basically just the fact that it would hurt. I mean, I've never really been the type of person that uh, has thought about motherhood and, and dreamt about it when I was a little girl. I've always just kind of assumed that it would it would happen. I always pictured myself with children around me when I grow older and things like that. But ironically enough, if I would have known how amazing and how lovely it is to be a mother now, I probably would have uh, wanted it more than I did. I love being a mother. It's the best. So how would you describe yourself as a person? I'm bubbly. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. I like to sing. I sing in uh, in a choir right now. Did you sing during your birth? No, but we listened to music. No, I didn't sing during my birth. And then I had the uh, laughing gas mask in my face for a lot of it. So it was hard to sing and uh, and have that. What kind of birth preparation did you do? Well, I read this book that got recommended to me by a friend. It's called Föde utan rädsla in Swedish and in English. It's confident birth is how it translates. And in that book, there was a lot of uh, different techniques, like um, thinking positively. Like your first instinct when you when you have pain is to say like, no, no, oh God, uh, this doesn't feel good. No, no. But if you continuously say no, then then that won't help you. That'll just make it worse. But if you if you say yes instead, so when you feel the instinct to say no, you were supposed to say yes, yes instead, because then that'll send like positive receptors to the brain, and it'll it'll just make the ride easier. I mean, so that was one thing that I tried to do. It felt a bit ridiculous saying, yes, yes. So I held hands with my uh, with my fiance and I was like, okay, you have to say it with me. Yes, yes. So I wasn't like by myself, just acting like a crazy person. <laughs> and so he did and we laughed and yeah, it was fun. There was a, a section about breathing and, and just like thinking these low tones. So just like... <sighs> like breathing very deep heavy low tones and like feeling the pain the the tone in your in your belly and just like owning it owning the pain 
Yeah, so so what happens is if you start to think, no, 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 your body will tense up. And when your body is tense, the body will start releasing the stress hormones like adrenaline and noradrenaline. And those hormones are like counterproductive with oxytocin that you want to have a lot of because that's the hormone that makes the uterus contract. And that's also the hormone that cuts part of the pain away so so yeah so yes using your voice can be a super powerful tool did you do any yoga or anything like that I continued to work out um I went to like a Zumba class dance class and continued to stay busy I was I had a really really good pregnancy I was really lucky loved it I what loved part of it did pregnant. you love <laughs> I didn't love the um acid reflux I didn't love that that was the only downside um no but I just loved I felt so proud carrying something so precious. I just felt beautiful and proud and excited. What kind of conversations did you have with your partner? Or maybe he's your husband. Yeah, we're getting married in June, so he's technically my fiancé. So what kind of preparation did the two of you do? How did you talk to him about your wishes and thoughts? Uh, Well, just the fact that that it was obvious that I wanted him to be there. So uh, I kept telling him, you know, when it was a month before the due date, I was like, you know, it could happen anytime. He's like, just call me. It's okay. Like he had his phone ready. Everything was ready. Cause I was like, I, I have no idea when it's going to happen. I mean, little did I know it, my son wouldn't come until two weeks and two days after the due date. So it was, we stretched it the, the very last, I guess he was comfortable in there. <laughs> he was really good. He like rubbed my shoulders all the time and got me whatever I wanted to eat. And Can you recall where you were when birth started? Yeah, I was at home. Uh, The contractions started at about six o'clock in the evening um, on a Sunday. And I was supposed to be induced the next day. Uh, So I was supposed to call the hospital on Monday morning and set up a time to go in. Uh, But the contractions started Sunday evening at around six. Had you tried out all the tricks of the trade, the castor oil, the... (laughs) Not the castor oil, but we tried spicy food, sex. I think that was about it. (laughs) So I'd been like waiting and anticipating. Like every time I went in the shower, I was like, what if my water breaks when I'm in the shower? And then I don't know (laughs) because I don't see the water break because it's the shower. (laughs) So I was like constantly like, is my water going to break? Like what's going to happen? No, my water didn't break. I had to get my water broken at the hospital. But when I started feeling the pain, I was like, oh boy. I think this might be it. I said to Mane, as my fiance, Mane, I think I think it might be starting. Yeah, something's hurting. And uh, and then and where we, did you feel it? Where, where where in the body did you feel the first sensations? In my belly, mm, like low. Yeah, mm. right like over intense. the pubic bone. Like, yeah, mm. yeah, a very intense pain. But then it went away. So, anyways, I got out my app. I had this uh, app ready and waiting to time these contractions. And um, and so every time I, I felt them, I like started the app, and the app really helped. Uh, it was kind of a nuisance at the at the end because I was like, oh, in pain and like trying to find my app and press the start button. But when I had the contraction, the app was good because I could see. Okay, it's been twenty seconds. Okay, twenty five seconds, thirty seconds. Then I knew. Okay, it's going down. Okay, okay. And then when it got to forty five seconds, it was over. So it kept me like motivated mentally because I could see the timeline, but the contractions were very far apart in the beginning, about 20 minutes. And so I knew, I I didn't want to have to go into the hospital and get sent home. I knew from everything I had read that they had to be three or four minutes apart in order to, you know, 
go time. <laughs> yeah, the Swedish hospital rule. <laughs> yeah. In other countries, you can go into hospital much earlier. But, mm, okay. but here we want the woman to be in active labor and do the first part of labor at home because the body works so much better at home. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, what, what could the hospital have done? I would have... I would have just been sitting there waiting. Intervened. Yeah. I guess I could have gotten a, an epidural earlier. Oh, many things could have happened earlier. Yeah. That necessarily wouldn't have been good for the birth. No, no. And then uh, Sunday night when I when I was trying to sleep, I, I mean, I couldn't sleep. I kept getting wake, woken up like every, every 15, 20 minutes when I had the contraction. It was very intense. So I... Um, I called the the midwife in the morning, like I was supposed to do, and uh, and told her that the contractions were about 15, 20 minutes apart. And she said, okay, that's great that it started on its own. Uh, you know, it's, it's really good that you didn't have to come in and get induced. You know, it's really good that the body is doing it on its own. That's that's the best solution. Uh, so I, I stayed at home, and uh, she said to call back in about four hours, and we'd see how far apart the contractions were then. So I called back, and in the meantime, she had told me to, to just try to relax at home, you know, uh, take a bath, uh, have a warm towel, uh, eat good food, drink good food. Just try to relax. Just take it easy. Did you feel fine with this, or did you want to go into the hospital? At no, this I felt moment? I felt fine. So, how did you cope with contractions at home? I uh, I sat on the couch. I watched TV. We watched Independence Day. We watched Independence Day Two. <laughs> we watched lots of Family Guy. We breathed. <laughs> we held hands. We we did the low tone, oh, yes, looking ridiculously into each other's eyes, like, thank God we're alone, because we sound ridiculous. Uh, by, uh, by the way, this was in the middle of summer, the hottest summer in Sweden for like 150 years. Intensely. It was intensely hot. So this was, yeah, in the middle of July. I took a bath, uh, which was recommended to me by the midwife. When I went into the bath, the, the contractions were maybe like seven or eight minutes apart. But then after I got out of the bath, then I timed them again and they were further apart again. So it was like I was going backwards and not forwards. So I was like, oh God, uh, this was not the direction I want to be going. <laughs> I want to be going forwards, <laughs> not backwards. Um, but then uh, we had a, a warm towel on my belly. It felt good. And I mean, meanwhile, I'm like, I'm counting the contractions with my app, keeping track. When's it time to go in? No, okay, no, still far apart, still far apart. Calling the midwife every four hours. So it sounds like you worked at home for quite a few hours mm-hmm. um, yes. with contractions. Uh, so we're going on Monday night, no sleep, basically. Um, and then when I woke up on Tuesday morning... I didn't really feel rested, but then adrenaline kicked in on Tuesday morning when uh, when I realized that the contractions were tighter together. Uh, they were about like four minutes, which was go time, pretty much. So we booked a taxi, grabbed our bags, grabbed the uh, the baby car seat, and uh, and we were off. Uh, got up into the delivery ward and uh, and registered myself. Okay, here I am. Showed my ID, and and they said, okay, I'll sit down, uh, wait a few minutes, and and then we got shown to our room. And I never saw any any other pregnant lady there. Anyways, uh, then they strapped me up and uh, and monitored the baby's heartbeat and uh, the contractions. And that felt cool to be able to see my contractions on a screen. It was like um, validation. I was like, yes, now Mana can see exactly what I've been going through. Like, there it goes up and there it goes down. It was really cool to be able to physically see what I was feeling. 
So did you uh, give up the app now? The, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, protection yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, there, after after it was time to go in, there was no need to to keep track of timing of the contractions. Yeah, so I gave up the app and uh, was hooked up to a computer and a screen, and uh, and they checked to see how how much I was dilated, and uh, I think I was I was already dilated like five centimeters, which felt like yes, like I did all of that at home, you know, a big accomplishment. Yeah, mm. it felt good. And then uh, they they asked me like if I wanted to try the laughing gas, if I what I what I was what my thoughts were. I was like, well, you know, uh, I, I'm not, definitely not against an, uh, an epidural. <laughs> I've always like had that in the back of my head. Like, I know it's gonna hurt, and uh, give it to me. Like, <laughs> I have nothing against uh, epidural. But she's like, okay, well, try the laughing gas first and see how it goes. I was like, okay, okay. So I tried that for like 45 minutes. I was like, you know, this isn't helping. Come on. It just, it made me feel a little bit more relaxed, but it didn't help the pain at all. So she's like, okay. So she gave me epidural. Um, and then after maybe like an hour, she came back to to try to, to see if it was working properly. And so she, she took a little cotton swab with a bit of alcohol, rubbing alcohol to make it really, it was a really cold sensation. And she felt my belly. She felt one side. She's like, can you feel this? I was like, uh, no. And she felt, can you feel this? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cold there. She's like, oh, that that's not good. Like, <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to be working on the on the one side. I was like, oh, okay, can you fix it? You know, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever given birth. This is the first time I've ever gotten an epidural. I don't know how it's supposed to feel. But how did it feel within your body? Did you feel the contractions on one side only now? Or did I, was the sensation any different from... I could I could still feel the pain. I I don't really know if I could say that it was one pain on one side and no pain on the other side. I didn't feel it that vividly, but I, I could definitely still feel it. I mean, and at that point, I mean, I'd been going on for hours, like a day and a half. So I was, I needed some sweet relief. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know how well the epidural was supposed to work. I had always just heard that it was magical and that it takes away the pain and that it wasn't doing that. <laughs> so did they redo it? So they redid it. So they came and they, um, the doctor came and he turned me on my side and, uh, and he's like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to, I'm going to try to like pull it out a few millimeters. To those who are listening, it's a little plastic tube that is inserted into the spine. It's a good thing <laughs> Where I didn't the see this. medication <laughs> is applied. First there's a needle yeah, and yeah. then the needle, they take away the needle and this little plastic tube is inserted. So sometimes you can, if it's uh, only working on one side, the anesthesiologist can try and just pull the little plastic tube out a little bit and apply some more anesthetics and see if it, you know, does the trick. But So that's what they did. Mm. So they pulled it out a little bit and then they waited another like hour uh, and came back and did the same test. But no, no different. So they took out the whole thing and redid it. And uh, and I remember like the anesthesiologist, he, he like took off the tape on my back And he, he was like doing it so slowly. He's like, sorry. I'm like, this doesn't hurt anything as like, this doesn't feel like anything compared to what is going on in my uterus right now. Just take that tape off and redo it. Like quickly, come on. Don't feel sorry. Don't, don't say, don't apologize. Like, I don't care. Just make it happen. Just fix it. You know, I didn't, I said that in nicer terms, obviously. So anyways, um, so the epidural started uh, working uh, the way it should work around like 3 p.m. Was it that magical feeling that you had envisioned? I, I don't know, because straight after that, 
the uh, the other type of contractions started, which was a completely different sensation, and uh, which I had heard from a friend that the epidural doesn't help. The epidural takes away the pain from the opening phase when the cervix opens, yes. and when the cervix is is fully dilated, which is 10 centimeters, there is a new sensation coming from the baby rotating down the birth canal and then, you know, um, pressing towards the perineal floor and then you get the pushing sensation. So that happened right when the epidural kicked in, you could say. (laughs) So I didn't really get to reap the benefits of the epidural. (laughs) You could have done it without it. (laughs) I could have done it. I basically did. Well, I did it with half. So it it uh, it felt like all I want to do is get this out of me, um, but it it was taking its time. Uh, I had the pushing phase for about forty five minutes. So the midwife had me change positions throughout the entire thing. Uh, first, I was on the, the ball, the bouncy ball, like in the beginning, and just like feeling this shit coming down lower, lower into my pelvis. Uh, and then she uh, she had me get up on the bed and. Um, and first I was on all fours uh, and then uh, and just like breathing and breathing and she was rubbing my back. Then she had me turn on my side and she lifted up my leg and uh, and started cranking my leg like back and forth, back and forth every time I got the contraction. And uh, I don't know, it just, it felt, it felt so good to be taken care of by these amazing women. I mean, you, we, we're such a species, we can't give birth on our own. I mean, certain animals, they can give birth on their own, but humans, you need help. And you're really just at the mercy of these amazing women and men, I should say, that just take care of you. Like they know what they're doing. They, they're right there where, where you need them, when you need them. They can see on the monitor when you're getting your contractions. They know what you're going through, most of them. They've been there. And, and they're just like, like, cheerleaders helping you through it and saying that you're doing an amazing job. And and they were really surprised at how positive I was. I was laughing and we took pictures and I was just glad like to be there. I was just relieved to finally be on the road to recovery, I should say, but, but like the road to, to meeting my son and, and having this painful experience be over soon. <laughs> so this whole ordeal with um, epidural not working was not such a big setback for you then? No, not really. Because, I mean, at that point, I had already gone through the pain at home. I mean, all they told me to do was, like, take an Advil. So, I mean, I was I was used to the pain by then. Did you push in any more positions than this? What, what, oh, what yeah. was the final position you gave birth in? Uh, the final position was on the side. But before I went back to the side, uh, she had me get on one of these uh, open stools. Birthing stool. Birthing yeah. stool, yeah. And so she was like in front of me and uh, and Mane, my fiancé, was behind me and just like holding my hand and just, <sighs> just like. Ugh. Did you like that position? Uh, yeah, because I, I was so close to him that it was like he was hugging me and he was really a part of it. Uh, and I could like see the midwife. And uh, and that's when she said, "I could see the head," <laughs> and so I remember that. That was a good. Uh, that was a good moment. I was like, "What color is the hair?" <laughs> She's like, "I don't know. Do you want me to tell you?" No, let's make it a surprise. <laughs> Anyways, but then she had me go back up to the bed, and I was on my side, and that's that's when uh, the head came out, and then uh, the rest of the body was kind of like bloop, 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 like a little a little fishy just floating down the stream. <laughs> the rest of him came out, and uh, and I remember saying. Is he okay? Because he didn't cry straight away. And so then he finally, he started crying just after like, I don't know, five or 10 seconds. And and he was perfect. And uh, 
and I got him and oh he had pooed in in the uterus uh, so he was covered in poo <laughs> but he was still beautiful and uh, and he came on my breast to skin contact I had heard was so important and I was just like stunned and in awe to see this little being I was like was it you that was in me this whole time like hello little creature so beautiful So what did the support uh, that you got from your partner, uh, Manne, and uh, from the midwives mean to you during birth? It meant so much. Manne, he just felt like he was in the way. I mean, but he, because, I mean, every time he was beside me, he like the midwife had to come in and, and do this or do that and this tube or that monitor or whatever. But I mean, I couldn't have done it without him. I, I needed him there to hold my hand and breathe me through it, you know? So I didn't feel like he was in the way at all, but he told me afterwards, I just didn't know where to stand. I felt like everywhere I was. But he was my little assistant. He brought me everything I needed and we had music going. I had made like playlists and I mean, I couldn't have done it without him. He was a big help, obviously. So what would you say was the best part of labor and birth for you? Well, obviously the end result. I mean, meeting my son. And then the satisfaction when he latched onto my boob after like only maybe 30, 45 minutes. Has this experience changed how you look upon yourself and your abilities? Yeah, I think so. Like that it's bigger than myself. Like this experience, so many women have done this. That's one thing that I kept telling myself, like this isn't rocket science. Like people have, women have given birth for generations thousands of years obviously like you can do it and it, it'll work and it's just amazing like how strong women are and what they can accomplish and what they can get through what would you say made this experience into such a positive experience for you well the fact that nothing nothing really critical happened and i felt like i was in control the whole time i knew what was happening and uh and it, everything seemed like it was on the right track. So is there a myth about childbirth that you like to kill in this podcast? Well, the only myth I can think about is that it hurts, and that's not a myth. <laughs> I can't think of any other myth. Uh, I, one myth I can think about, because my water didn't break on its own, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't experience uh, that, but uh, my water had to get broken at the at the hospital. Um, but one myth I can think about is uh, in the movies, like when a pregnant woman gets like super stressed, it's like, oh, oh God, I can't take this right now. And then all of a sudden, like stressed about some some sort of like fight or something, you know, and then all of a sudden she starts going into labor. That is a myth because that is the opposite. If you get stressed, then the stress hormone doesn't kick labor in. It it hinders it. <laughs> so that's a big myth. It's like the opposite of what happens. You don't go into labor. But it's been it's been easier than I thought. Everybody asked me, is it what you thought? Is is having a baby like is is it harder? What it, what's it like? I was like, no, it's a, it's a, like easier than I thought it would be. It's coming so naturally. I had no idea that. I would be so good at being a mom and it would be so fun. If there would be one advice or wisdom you'd like to pass forward to other women preparing for birth, what would that be? Hmm, good question. Basically, I would say stay positive. Uh, There's no point of thinking negatively about something that is completely natural. Uh, The pain is intense, it hurts, but it's normal to feel pain when you're pushing out 
seven pound baby. I mean, just stay positive. Don't be scared of the pain because that doesn't help anybody. That only makes you regress and uh, makes the contractions go further and further apart again. Uh, you don't want that. You want them to be closer together because that means you're you're closer to the end game. So basically, just stay positive. Don't be afraid of the pain. Breathe and try to feel like you own the pain, not the other way around. The pain doesn't own you. You own the pain. And soon it will go away. The pain is only temporary. It won't last forever. Uh, but you'll have your baby for much longer than, than you'll ever feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story. <laughs> Thank you for thoughts. having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. And thank you so much, Shane, for sharing your story and thoughts about birth with us. I so totally agree with you that birth is not rocket science and that we can find strength from knowing that women have done this always and that our bodies are so capable. I love the help that Shane got from using the app to stay motivated mentally. I always say that whatever will help you stay motivated mentally is good. Affirmations, pictures, movement, dancing, singing, counting your breaths, visualizing baby moving down and cervix opening up, making a vivid gold picture of you with baby on your breast maybe, or showing your baby to its sibling. I can go on and on here. The methods are so many. So use your imagination and try to find something that you think would work for you. Because I know it can be such a super powerful tool to stay focused and in a good mental space during birth. If you want to read more about me, go to the thepositivebirthstorypodcast.com. To be sure that you don't miss an episode, do subscribe. In Sweden, I also host a popular podcast called Gravidpodden about all aspects of birth and pregnancy. You can find it within the Preglife Pregnancy app. Unfortunately, you need to understand Swedish to enjoy it. May the force be with you, and I hope you will come back for more episodes. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.